Welcome to another episode of Mariners Mojo, the heartbeat of baseball, podcast by two lifelong Mariners fans. It's Chris and Alex. How's it going, buddy? Feeling old. Yeah? Feeling old. Wait, does that mean that the Mariners are going to sign you because they could just put you right on the injured list? That sounds good. <laughs> I can play a game, yeah. Go out there for three games? Be like, oh, I'm hurt. Three games? Oh, that's stretching. I can go out there for one game. Well, take, I mean, like, Take a swing. Oh, oh my back. I meant like defensive replacement twice late inning, and then you play the third game, and then the fourth inning you get taken out for an injury. Yeah, my hammies are okay right now, so maybe I wouldn't pull them. Man, yeah, I should have said that. <laughs> game next week. Yeah, softball starts in a week. Come on, Alex. Well, they're due to tear then, so yeah. it's, it's a gimme. <laughs> you know what else is a gimme, or at least it seems like it after this season? It's the Mariners beating Shane Bieber. Yeah. Putting a whooping on it. Right? <laughs> so, it's like, huh. We're playing the veteran, the best. Take him down. Yeah, they're 2-0 and o against him. And he was like a 6-7. I can't remember what I saw on the TV. He was 70 or 8 against the Mariners and 2-something versus everyone else. Uh, is it even worse than that? So he gave up 5 and 5 and 2 thirds. Last time he gave up four and four and two thirds or something. It might not have been at the end of the game either when I saw it. Oh yeah, you could have seen it after like the third inning, and then he gave up two more in the fourth. So I was busy doing stuff, stuff, yeah. house stuff. Yeah, just make more money so I can just watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> Hire someone else to do that. It is crazy that they beat him again, and it wasn't. Like, oh, he gave up two and seven and just didn't have run support. It's like you said, he just hasn't been good against the Mariners, which is odd. And the Mariners had was it ten hits and two walks and five and two-thirds against him. Scored five runs, all earned. I don't know. I was trying to look and it literally... Yeah. Keep... That, that's what it was. <laughs> it's like, click, hmm, blank screen. But... I mean, it was a roller coaster of emotions through the first four minutes of the game because J.P. Crawford gets a hit, continues his hot hitting. He's 274 on the year now. Yeah, he did a couple this game, two, three? Three hits this game. Yeah, three. Yeah. So he gets a hit. He gets on first. Then there's a wild pitch because Bieber like hung a curveball super bad, so badly that the Cleveland catcher wasn't ready for it and it like went off his shoulder above him to the backstop. Was it hung or he just it just like he left it way up, like it didn't break. Did he not put the sticky stuff on his <laughs> hand? <laughs> oh I don't know. I don't think he's one of the guys who did that, but he could be, who knows? I don't know at all. It's one of, you need to look at the uh the spin rates. Because some guys jumped a lot. Yeah, real quick. So maybe the funniest one with that is Bauer. We're talking about yeah, guys do that like it's everywhere. There's rampant cheating, and then he's talking about it. Realizes well, Major League Baseball is not going to do anything about it, so I'm going to start doing it. And you could see in 2019 or whatever his spin rate jumped a bunch. And in 2019, is that when he won the Cy Young? Right, because he didn't win it last year, did he? I don't know. He won the Cy Young. If it happened last year beyond, they all blend together. Yeah, that could be because of the <laughs> blended drink you're drinking right now. Well, I'm, I'm trying to make the back it? feel better. Yeah. Well, hopefully it helps. But it's, it's grown up ibuprofen. Yeah. Super grown. <laughs> <laughs> so Crawford gets to second on the wild pitch. Two will count. Hanniger swings hard at one. And fouls it off the inside of his knee and has to get helped off the field. It was a pretty hard swing. Yeah. Like I saw the replay on that one. That was like, Ooh, that hurts. And you think about the inside of your knee. There's like nothing there. Replay just showed up. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They're, They're everywhere, man. The MLB heard us talking about spider attack and up, like... Cy Young winners potentially using it. They're like, hold on, let's check out what these guys are doing. And then we moved on from it. So they're like, oh, we'll reward them. It looks like it's an upper knee. So Upper? Okay, that's better. So maybe it's just like... That's a more... There's the muscle there. It's a very, it's a very muscly area. Yeah. So it's, it 
How well he swung, he probably proves it pretty yeah. good. It'll probably be out a couple games. But I think they were saying they don't think it's any broken. It's just just a muscle bruise. It's a deep bruise. Because I was worried it was going to be lower, like on the part of your knee where it's straight bone. Yeah, it looks like it. From what I could see, it was it was up higher into like the yeah the muscle area. Yeah, this one right here. Yeah. Just look. Come on. We're, we're looking at each other's <laughs> knees and pointing. <laughs> Super helpful for you. So he comes out. Uh, Fraley comes in, and it's a two-one count. Strike, strike. He sits down. It's rare to have the two-pitch strikeout. Yeah, well, he wasn't even he wasn't warmed at all. No, well, they were saying uh, I saw a little bit of the interview, and like the manager's like, "Don't overdo anything. Just relax. We'll stretch you out throughout the game because you're not warmed up. You're not supposed to be playing today, right? Could you imagine that? Also, like it's the first inning, you have the day off, so you're super chill. Like, oh, if anything, I come in in what the seventh inning. I got two hours, two and a half hours." Oh, hey, 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 you're in right now. Go back. <laughs> what do I have to do? Face face the reigning Cy Young guy. Good luck. What? Oh, <laughs> and you have a strike already. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so they were like, hey, just relax. Don't worry. Yeah. Just Because he was already sore, I guess, well, from the last couple of games. So. Well, he was nice and relaxed for later on when he – because didn't he hit another home run today? Yep. Right? Yeah, he dropped a two-run bomb. Was it – that was the fourth inning with, with Gotti. Gotti. Did he hit one yesterday, too? I'm getting my days confused. Um, two days ago. Two days. Two days. I think the series, yeah. Okay. He so hit his first one. His only four career home runs are on this road trip. Four? His four home runs now. Does he have four now? Yeah. His four home runs and four stolen bases. And all four home runs are on this 10-game road trip. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know he was up to four already. Yeah. So, okay, it wasn't today then. The last one he hit, the third one, was a monster shot. Like, he almost hit the the next deck. He destroyed, are they showing they, it? No, the, the one that hit today. Oh, okay. That was a pretty monster shot too, though. <laughs> yeah. They're listening, man. They are. And Fraley is doing really well. Like... <laughs> We're running into that log jammy type thing in the outfield. But like we keep saying pretty much every podcast, because it happens every podcast, someone comes back and someone gets hurt. Which is why you don't need three. You need five, five, six. Yeah. But it's not even just in the outfield because Dylan Moore came back. Yeah. And then Hanager goes out. It's just always somebody. Well, then they like, well, we need a first baseman. Okay, we'll trade for one. Yeah. Oh, Bowers. Did For, you see former top one hundred? Yeah. He's moved around a lot. He used to be in Tampa. No, he used to be in Cleveland. Yeah, he went from Cleveland to Tampa, back to Cleveland. Right? Was there somewhere else in between? He moved around a lot. He was part of two major trades. Yeah. He's like pa- Padres. I don't know. It's hard to start listing teams. And it's like, oh, I'm guessing Bowers or Trammell played for one of them. I'm pretty sure he was part of two like big trades. I can't remember. Uh, I know he went from Cleveland to Tampa, but I think it was, was in San Diego first. Let's go look. I'm looking up look his transaction log to see if it will show me. This oh, it only goes back to there. Uh, oh, I can do it on Baseball Reference. I think it, usually yeah. on Baseball Reference it will tell you um, if you go to the very bottom. Uh, transaction history. Yeah. Oh, another place that will do it sometimes is a uh, spot track. Sometimes, but Baseball Reference doesn't always do it. For, oh no, they got it in here. Um, buy the Padres with Rene Rivera and Birch Smith to Tampa. Traded as part of a team. Tampa Bay. Where is he in there even? Oh, yeah. He was on San Diego in a three-team trade with San Diego, Tampa, and Washington. Trey Turner was on the Padres. Yeah. That was the trade. It was the Trey Turner trade. Okay. and I, Yeah, I knew he dra- who was drafted by them. Huh. I didn't know he was part of that trade. No. 
Steven Souza, Joe Ross, they were both in that trade. Some big big name Will Myers, Jose Castillo. Some, a lot of big names in that trade. Well, that's what the Padres do. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, he was part of the three-team trade between Tampa, Cleveland, and Seattle, yeah. where we sent out Carlos Santana, and Edwin Encarnacion came here from Cleveland, and they sent, or they got Bowers then. Yeah. Cleveland did, or? Cleveland got Bowers from Tampa. Oh, I thought it was the other way. No, he went from San Diego to Tampa to Cleveland oh. to Seattle. Well, I had it right, just the wrong direction. Yeah. So that's crazy that San Diego kind of traded like Trey Turner and replaced him with Fernando Tatis Jr. in the same year, year ish. Yeah. The Shields one might have, yeah, I don't know. They were close. They're like the Mariners, but with more at stake. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> but they got Bowers, and Bowers has been doing good since he got to the Mariners. He's hitting 245 or something like that. Do I have that? He was two for four today, so he's oh he's in two sixty seven. Uh, it's just four for fifteen, but still, to um, and a walk. Yeah, so he got traded for on Thursday morning. The Mariners were playing a ten ten game in Detroit, so I think I don't know if they're East or Central. I think they're Central. So they're playing a noon game. The trade came through. I don't know if it was finalized the night before and just reported in the morning. Probably. But I thought I saw it at like 6.45 in the morning. It's like, oh, they traded for Bowers. Like, oh, cool. Whatever. They get a guy. It's a player to be named later or cash. So they're not giving up anything for him. And then it comes out within an hour. He's starting at first base for the Mariners. Could you imagine being traded after being designated for assignment and being told, oh, you're starting? Well, he was, he's kind of a tr- uh, little older Tremel. Yeah. How old is he? He's 26? He's right? 26. He, like a year older. Two, maybe two years, maybe? Three? Okay. Jamal's only 23. He seems old, too, because he's been traded so many times. Yeah. Yeah, Bowers was a top 100 yep. guy. and I don't know. I think being traded around so many times... It messes with you. It, yeah. It really stunts your development, I think. Yeah, it does. Depends on where you go. Good point. Yeah, because if you end up in a good system, then it can help you. But if you end up somewhere cruddy, it's not going to be great. So it was was nice that they got Bowers. Span off already. Yeah. It's already worth whatever they gave up, which is nothing. (laughs) Yeah, nothing. They didn't give up anything. But on the other side of the pitching matchup from today, it's like, yeah, uh, Beaver going for Cleveland. Well, we sent our ace. Gilbert. Of the future. (laughs) (laughs) Gilbert is doing really well lately. Come on, man. What are you doing? We have to talk about it. I know. And it can be deceiving when you look at his stat line on the season because of the two... Three rough starts to start his career. Not that they were horrible. I'd say two. I'd give him two. I can't remember. I don't have it up right now. The last two have been good. The first two were bad. I don't remember how many he's had. It's not even just the last two. It's his last four starts have been good. So his last four starts, he has a 2.55 ERA. He's got his two first career wins and should have had a third, but the team blew it late. Um, He's got a .99 whip. And just over a strikeout an inning because he's gone 21.2 with 22 strikeouts. So he's averaging over five innings. So he's giving you about five and a half. Which is good for a rookie who hasn't yeah. done much last year. So. What surprised me the most with him was I think it was his last start. They let him go 104, 107 pitches, something like that. They let him get into the hundreds for pitches. I thought they were going to do it this game. Yeah. He was up to 92 with two outs in the sixth. But he gave up seven. a Yeah, he gave up a hit. Yeah. So they pulled him. That's like, I don't like it. Yeah. Give him one more. Yeah. You were up. They were up a lot. They were up 6-0? Six, 6-1. Six six, six were they one? up that much already? I know it was at least five. 
Five, five, one. Okay, yeah. Five, one. It's like, I'd give him one more guy. Even if he gives up a home run, you're still up. True. And it's still a quality start because it was in the seventh inning. Yeah. It's like, you got to push him a little bit. I know it's yeah. early, but. Yeah. They, they seem to pull him really quick when they've got a little lead. I don't know. It, they pull. Like, service will pull guys quick, but then he'll also leave guys in. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm not a. I don't know if I like his coaching. Yeah. I don't think so either. You know who I don't like at all? Is Montero. Sometimes? He blew his sixth save yesterday, on Saturday. And it was a horrible blown save because they're up four to one and he gave up three. And it ruined another awesome start for Kikuchi. He's such a hard guy to root for. Montero? Yeah. It's like, I really oh, wanted to root for him. He's good, and he does bad. He's good, and they leave him in too long, and he does bad. Yeah. Not great. I don't know if he can keep him on the... It's the bullpen life, though. You can't keep him long if they're bad, but they no. could go somewhere else and be great. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough, because bullpen really is one of those things where it's mindset and just you have to be on and if you have a bad start once in a while and you kind of got to be lucky yeah because i've seen some of his where he's they're literally digging out the dirt yeah it's like yeah that sucks but i don't is he gonna be the next guy to get sent down because the one that surprised me was they sent uh middleton down if he has an option, maybe. Yeah. So with Middleton, it was odd because he had given up one run over like 14 appearances. Like he was dominating. He had a bad uh, second appearance. He gave up four runs. Then he went 14 appearances and gave up one run. And then he got shelled his two most recent ones and they sent him down. It was like, is this a precautionary? Maybe he's injured, giving him a midseason break thing. Might be a midseason break thing. Yeah, because it seemed odd to send him down after those two, unless like there was something going on. Because to get shelled twice in a row, and have your ERA still be in the fours, means you're having a good season. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to tell sometimes what they're thinking. They did get the grave man back. Yes, they did. And then he goes and gives up his first runs of the year. Yeah, because now he has a .5 ERA, right? That's what it was yesterday, I thought I saw, like a .51. Uh, he gave up one today. Oh, he gave up another one today. Uh, it shouldn't. Have, I don't think it should have been earned, if I remember right. Uh, let me. Go. I thought they had, I didn't see the play. It looked like a. They had a throw to first base, and it was offline. I'm going to look right now. It shows as an earned run, but... Oh, it is an earned run. So maybe I maybe it was a tough play and it was a bad throw. Yeah, because he's up to a .96. But that kind of makes sense, because he he had COVID. He was sick for a couple weeks. Like, makes some sense. guys, it just does drain your energy. Because like, he, he was out. He was out for over the two-week minimum. Yeah. So you have to think there actually was something going on. But, you know, if he can come back and only give up a run. But he was, he was, I don't think his velocity was back because he's usually more upper 90s. Yeah, I think he sits like 97 with that sinker. 97. I think his, they were saying his fastball is 95 today. Okay, instead of 99. Instead of 99. So he's, yeah, he's a few miles slower. Okay. Which is to be expected. And he did end up throwing... 30 pitches, so I think the next time he comes out, he should be... Should be good by then. Good by then. It'll probably help that they're going back to Seattle for the next 10 games, 9 games, um, after their longest road trip of the season. Should be good for them. Hovering just under 500, that's not too bad. 32 and 35. So, do you think they can get back to 500 during this homestand? Because they would have to go 6 and 3. Oh, so they have three against the Twins, four against the Rays, two against the Rockies. Twins have been terrible. Yes. Last in their comp division? Uh, 
I think they were last I saw. No, Tigers, right? No. Yeah. Oh, they're tied. No. Okay. They're both 20. Well, it could be changed. I just looked at Yahoo, and they're always wrong, so who knows? So basically last. Oh, yeah, so not good. And then, what did you say they had the... The Rays, who are the best team in baseball. So the best team in the American League, at least. So due to lose. All right, all right. Yeah, <laughs> the Rays are the best team in baseball. Yeah. And then two with the Rockies, who are not good. No, nah, they're getting ready to sell the farm. Yeah. It really didn't help that they started to do it, and then like, now nah, I can trade the other guys, though. <laughs> Yeah. Could you imagine how much there'd be to talk about if this was a Rockies podcast? Like, you could do 20 minutes on the Trevor story. Like, what should they do every time? What are you doing? Why is he on the team? Trade him. Yeah. He's literally doing not. Oh, yeah. I could go on and on. <laughs> but it's a Mariners podcast, so we'll stick to the Mariners for and, the most part. Until they get Trevor's story. Actually, I don't want him. I don't know who I want at shortstop. We can wait until it's after the season and fully... Figure out J.P. Crawford and... It really depends on Crawford. Yeah. Because if Crawford can be one of the best defensive players in baseball, which he's up there in defensive war on the season for, like, number top 10 or top 5 or whatever. And his average is looking really good yeah. on a bad average team, which is very hard to do. Yeah. And that's the thing. The Mariners' offense, people need to get out of their heads that the offense is bad. The offense was bad. The offense was historically bad. Then yes. Ty France came back. It helps when you have good players around you. Yeah. Now, so you can't be like a Barry Bonds Griffey where you can carry the whole team. And yeah. Even when everyone else is bad, you still do good. Yeah. So at one, like we talked about it before. They were at 197. France came back. They're up to 209 as a team. Since he came back, they are a league average offense. And they're still super injured. Very injured and very young. Yeah. Like, they're fine. It's okay. Yeah, like the rookie was 0 for 39. Yeah. That does hurt a little bit on you. Yeah. <laughs> then he did go back to the minors. Did yeah. he hit a home run or a double? Uh, I don't know, but he's doing good once he's put back down there. I think he had a home run today. Was it a home run? I think he had a home run today. Extra base hit. I will guarantee that. I can't remember which one I saw that he had. You know who else had an extra base hit today? Kyle Seeger. It was his 295th double of his career. Which means it's trivia time, and we took way too long to get to it. But I forgot all about it. <laughs> so, Kyle Seeger hit his 295th double of his career as a Mariner today, tying him for third on the team in doubles. Edgar. Can you name the top ten? <laughs> the whole ten? Yep. No. <laughs> yes, you can. I'm the whole I, ten. You can get at least eight of them. I can guess. Well, the, seven because you already know seven. I'd okay. say Edgar. Okay, so I put Edgar over on the side for you. Oh, you're not even on there. So I can jump. Top ten in doubles. That's what it is. Can you name the top ten in doubles? Knowing that Seeger is now tied for third all time. Guess whoever's been there the longest, <laughs> <laughs> which is very hard to do because yeah, you'll get it. You'll be fine. Where's the list? <laughs> it's on the page of the. Oh, there, there he is. I put Edgar over on the side, so you can go from that as you guess. I'm guessing he's one. Yes, Edgar's like up there all time. I don't know what he is all time, but. That'd be an interesting one. All-time doubles. Whew, Tris Speaker has 792 doubles. Ignore my spelling. I always do. Um, where is he? I actually don't know where he is. Do, 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 do. Uh, Edgar is 54th all-time in doubles. Tied with Nick Markakis. That is surprising. Marcakis was really underrated in Baltimore for a long time. Oh, he was. And, and then, then once he, he left Baltimore, he was, wasn't as good. No, even, he had a couple years in Atlanta where he was really good. But it was just like he was always under the radar. So, yeah, let's see. Was just, he didn't hit the home runs, which is the problem. Yeah. If you don't hit home runs, you hit doubles. It's not good enough. 
He was just consistent in doubles. He never had 50 doubles in a season, but he had 40, like five years in a row, and then was just between 25 and 40 for the next 10 years. So he's just always hitting doubles. And he played a long time, so that kind of helps. Uh, yeah, age 34 in Atlanta, he hit 297, made the All Star game, won the gold glove and the silver slugger. He's very underrated. Yeah, I liked him. So there you go. There's your trivia question so you can think about it. Nice. Um, But yeah, Kelnick. So 0 for 39 slump, and he gets sent down, hitting under 100, which is not good. But Um, he wasn't hitting bad. No. Well, I think maybe at the end he might have started pressing. Which makes sense, because when you're BABIP, your batting average on balls in play is 100. So one out of every 10 balls you put in play gets down for a hit. That's like historically bad. Um, there was there was something on expected batting average minus actual batting average. So it takes into like BABIP and exit velocity and where you're hitting the ball, all this stuff. He was like one of the top five unluckiest players in all of baseball. Yeah. His batting average should have been like 230 or something still. Minimum, like just being normal lucky. Yeah, but he just couldn't get the ball to fall. Well, Evan White was kind of the same way. Yeah, because he was hitting the ball really hard. I don't hard. think he was too... Not quite like that. No, he wasn't as bad, but he was just... He was unlucky too a little bit. Yeah. So, like, it was definitely the right call to send Kelnick down, right? It doesn't do any good to keep being unlucky. You know what he they has... should have done? Because we said it right away. Don't hit him lead off. Yes. Put him eighth. No, but... Well, he's going to be there someday. I don't care. Well, maybe it was a way to check his uh, attitude. That's still horrible. Because he was like, I'm the best. I should have been up last year. I could have helped the team. And then he's like, all right, you think you're that good? Lead off. Good luck. Throw him into the deep end. You know what? That's Sink what or you, swim, and he sunk. That's not what you do with your major league team, though. We'll see. Yeah. But still, he's supposed to be your future. He's supposed to be. Right? I mean, he went down to the minors and got something. Yeah. Going. I don't know. It's like he said before, he's never dealt with adversity. He needs to learn how to do it. Um, so he was swinging way too often at first pitches because I think he was pressing. So he's just like, oh, I, I want to hit the ball. Like, swing. Some people are just naturally aggressive to yeah. want to come out first pitch swinging. But that builds upon itself, I think, when it's not working. Yeah, so then you're just like, a, like, I'm hitting the ball well and it's not falling. Like, I know I can hit the ball, so I'm just going to swing every time. And then other people. Other team's like, oh, look at this guy. He's swinging every pitch. Yeah. First pitch. Guess what? Ball. Yeah. And you're swinging crap, and you're just good enough to. I want to say I saw that he was 4 for 11 when he took the first pitch, and it was a ball or something. <laughs> so, yeah. like, if he took a pitch, and it was a ball, he was going to get a hit. It's like all he had to do is be patient. See pitches. Like yeah, you have less than 100 at bats at high level. Just see pitches. Yeah, because once you, once you get in the hole, you're, it's really hard in the majors to be out of it. Yeah. But it's the right call. Leave him down there for a month. Let him get back to it. Tell him, it's like, hey, you are not allowed to swing at the first pitch. You're not allowed to swing until you have a strike. That's probably the right thing to do, isn't it? Just tell them, you can't swing until you have a strike. We want you to see pitches. Just get used to being patient. Maybe. <laughs> but if you're changing who he is, it, I don't know. But at the same thing, that could be the, because he said, like, I've never dealt with adversity. Go into that and be like, okay, you've admitted you need to learn how to deal with adversity. And this is a part of it. You're not allowed to swing until you have a strike because you 
have shown no patience. So you need to show to us that you can make changes and make adjustments because that's what you need to do as a major league hitter. You need to make adjustments. You're not facing 16-year-olds in Wisconsin anymore who throw 74 miles an hour. You're facing big boys who throw 96-mile-an-hour 96 cutters and 97-mile-an-hour turbo sinkers and curveballs that start at your eyeball and end up outside the strike zone. Well, we'll see. That might change now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. He does need to learn. Yeah. So I think it was a very good learning experience. And yeah. How he comes back from that, I think will. Yeah. But they also have better guys coming up. They have a lot of guys coming up. Oh, better. Yeah. Yeah. Which... We're talking about like who's coming up next, right? And one of the positions they definitely need to do something is a catcher. Mike Zunino, bring him back. No, no. Uh, he would be their best hitting catcher by like twenty-five batting average points this season. Um, so it was mid late last week when I looked, but Torrens was hitting low one seventies. Godoy was hitting low one seventies. And Murphy was hitting like low 180s. Your three catchers were all hitting below 185. Um, that's not good. Yeah, that's not good, Bob. No. <laughs> so you would think that catcher is the next position they're going to call up, right? If you got good ones down there. Which you do. You have a good one at every level. You want to see something funny. Go look at all the different levels. I was just about to. Because I, I remember, I know the first two. I was going to check the third. Uh, the Everett catcher. I, I can't remember. I him off the top of my head. So. Uh, when I checked on Friday, the Everett catcher was hitting 3.0 something. 3.04, 3.07. I don't know what he's hitting now. Do you remember his name? They don't give the positions. They should on the. I'm on baseball preference. They don't give oh, positions. they're not going to on there. Um. Oh, come on, really? Do, do, do. Um, if you just go to, like, team name X stats, you'll get to the MILB.com, minor league baseball. Um, it has the same format as MLB, uh, Carter Benz. He's hitting 319 for Everett. Oh, there you go. Six homers, second on the, tied for second on the team. Is it? Uh, Make sure, oh, always make sure you click on player pool and go to all players because you want to see who's eligible for everything. Yeah, well, he is. This one just shows the, the 15 yeah. or whatever. Tied with Julio, six homers. So he's hitting well also. The only one above him is Caden Polkovich. 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 Yeah. Uh, he's the second base prospect who jumped up to like uh, low 20s, I think, on the prospect list. James Moore. A little more power. Um, I think he is kind of like Austin Shenton. Uh, don't be fooled by the batting average because I think they started off slow and have been hot since. Oh, okay. Like Shenton was hitting 210 or something, and now he's up to 280. So he's hitting like 350 over the last two weeks. Yeah, it's baseball. It's really hard to. You got to sort sometimes by yeah. uh, my week. <laughs> yeah. Or with the minor leaguers, you kind of have to check the team stats like a couple times a week so you can get familiar with the guys who are there. So that way when you go back and look, you can be like, oh, no, he actually is doing good because his average has jumped a lot. I think the guy at Modesto, which is low A, that he's actually dropped because he's down to 250. I thought he was up a bit higher. Um but only 64 bats, so if he went 0 for 8, he's going to drop yeah. 16 points or whatever. Uh, yeah, and it's a little bit harder to hit in low A because they only have three guys over 265, but you should have more than that. But. Well, they got one really good guy. Yeah, Marte. Marte. Monster. The beast. And then two fast guys behind him. 11 steals and 12 steals for guys hitting 290. It's pretty good. <laughs> Um, Damn, Marte has eight home runs down there. Yeah. At 19. Yeah. But you know what? It's funny. Those aren't even the guys that we're here to talk about. No, no, no. They're, they're ways away. Yeah. Looking for the next. Yep. So, there's a catcher in AAA, Cal Raleigh, 
who's the one everybody thinks about, right? He's the next guy, Mariners' top 10 prospect, all that. At catcher, you would think that's who they're going to call up, right? And that's your argument. He's the highest up, so he should be the next up. So my argument is you leave him there, give him more experience, wait till September or whatever, because just let him get the experience catching. Because AAA, the Mariners have lots of good pitchers there, so you're catching future major league pitching, guys who strike out machines. Um, also, go look at strikeout rates for the Rainiers pitchers. On Friday, they had a guy who had thrown 25 and two-thirds innings, I think, with 51 strikeouts. Was that Rainier or was that Everett? Was it Everett? I really thought it was. Maybe it is Everett. Well, Everett has. Um, maybe it is Everett. I got to look because I forgot his name. Maybe. I'm not good. Brandon Williams. Maybe that's what Yeah, it yeah. Is. 25, two thirds, 51 strikes. Yeah. Okay. Second rounder, couple years, 2019. It should say on the side, right? Doesn't it say if you click on him? If I click on him, it'll oh, say. Okay. But he was the. He was the second best left-handed six-sixer on their team. Dude, some of those stats are funny because the the then they had another left-hander that was six-six, and he was drafted in the second round. He was the other guy was drafted seventh overall. Oh, really? By Cincinnati, I think. I don't. Know. Are you talking about a? Oh, wait, no, this was just a couple years ago that it happened? Yeah, 19. Okay, I'm not sure then. Because I was thinking of uh, Hunter Green, I think is his name. No, not Hunter Green. Okay. It's some, somebody else. Oh, I'll find um, it because I, but literally, anyway. I literally looked up today. Okay. <laughs> so my argument is you should leave Raleigh down and call up Brian O'Keefe, who is the 27-year-old catcher in A, who's hitting 340 with eight home runs. Because this way, you can figure out if O'Keefe is going to be your backup catcher in the majors for the next couple of years. And you're jumping over the guy and telling the guy that, hey, look, you're hitting 420 game hit streak. Guess what? We're going to keep you down because of. But here's this is what you tell him. We want to know if O'Keefe is going to be your backup in the bigs. We need to know if he's ready. Because it doesn't look like any of these other guys are. I still don't know how well he's going to take that. Because I'd be like, no, you put me up there, you and him up there, and you can send him else away. I don't give Well, they're at different levels, so that's part of it. Then he can wait. Yeah. But I'm it's, ready it's, now. Send me up now. Yeah. It's that he's 27, that he's old enough. You kind of want to know if he's worth keeping on your team going forward. Because if a guy's getting to his late twenties, if you're not, he's not in your long-term plans. It's either trade him or let him go. Because you want to throw a twenty-one-year-old, twenty-one-year-old in there to see what he's going to do. Well, my theory is he's both are going to be up this year. Yeah. Raleigh's going to be up uh, this month or July. Here's the other argument I have with that, is if you call Raleigh up, are you playing him as the everyday catcher or as the backup catcher? I say you split it. You, you split it with who he knows. Okay. He already he already knows some of the guys up there because yeah. he's been catching them for the last few years. So I would you call up O'Keefe and give him like the two out of five. Well, he'll be. I think he'll be more September. Okay. But my thought is you call up O'Keefe. You can figure out if you're going to keep Godoy or keep Torrens or trade Murphy. Figure out what you're going to do with all those guys. Or or O'Keefe even. Like, okay, he's had his 50 at-bats and caught 10 games and 15 games or whatever. Can he do this? So you can get rid of the other guys before the deadline. And then you call up Raleigh. Because you can only have so many guys on the 40-man. Yeah. You can't have five catchers on your 40-man, really. That's way too many spots for catcher. Yeah. As much as I like Crazy Eyes Murphy, he's the odd man out because he's not performing. And he's 30, 31. Yeah, he's up there. Yeah. He's he's the old man. Yeah. He's not doing what he should. No. And that's why I, th- I know O'Keefe's older. He's the double-A guy instead of the triple-A guy. 
But you call him up, figure out if he has it so he can be your backup. You can send those other guys down to AAA or trade them, and then call up Raleigh and let those O'Keefe and Raleigh finish out the year. Yeah, I'm sure Torrance has some... Torrance is young. Torrance is 24, 25. Yeah, I don't know exactly, but yeah, he's young. because He's a rookie, I think, this year. Or played a little bit last year. I think so. Oh, he... And Godoy's 26 already, so he's an older guy, too. Like, so you don't have to be as worried about him. But Before this year, I really didn't know who he was. So. Right. That's the thing. Nobody did. He was just the other guy in AAA because he was older. He's just the veteran minor leaguer catcher, which yeah. is kind of how most catchers get to the majors sometimes. Yeah. He's just the guy that's been there. You can catch, but you can't hit. Usually. Yeah. True. Yeah. I think Raleigh, Raleigh, Raleigh. Yeah. Raleigh. I think either way, Mariners are in a decent spot with catching coming up. Because you have a nice guy in trip, in double A and a prospect who looks like he should be a top 10 prospect on the team. Yes. Yeah. You know what? I don't know if we talked enough about Fraley earlier. Probably not. Because he's one of those guys where. Because he's 26, 27, right? Yeah. I can look it up so we don't hear your airplane laptop. Uh, he's 26. He turned 26 a couple weeks ago. So this is 20, age 26 season. It's rookie season, basically. Because he's. I think he's been up twice before, but... Not very much. Not very much. And injuries have took last... In 2019, he had 40 at-bats. In 2020, he had 26 at-bats. I think last year he got injured and was out for the year. Uh, that very well could be. But yeah. Very select memory, and I think that was one that I can remember. <laughs> um, but he has showed that he is an average defender because he has the zero war on defense this year. Fine. That's fine. Doesn't uh, wait a minute. Zero war? He literally saved a game. This is very true. That should count. That should count for a full defensive war. Like he literally saved the game. Yes. Just the home run away. Yes. Saved the game. Then it's like they won that game because okay. he stole the home run. <laughs> so maybe he's not a good defender, and they put that in already. It probably. Yeah. But that's one of that's one of the outlying things. Where if you go look at like a baseball savant, they have more in depth things than Baseball Reference does. Anything you want to look up, you can find on there. <laughs> And he's probably has a, uh, it's like defensive runs adjusted or something. It's some weird thing like that. But, um, but he's almost a whole 1.0 on offense. So he's a 1.0 war player this year. And in that game you're talking about where he saves the the home run, bottom of the ninth off, um, ah, crap, uh, Paredes, Isaac Paredes. Isaac Paredes is the one who hit it. Bottom of the ninth, Fraley robs it, picks off, or throws it back into Shed Long, and throws it to first, gets a double play. Yeah, great throw, too. Yeah. And they got the guy by so much. That was oh. awesome. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, it's gone. I'm walking it off. <laughs> party, party. <laughs> yeah. And then Fraley, uh, in the 11th, drove in a run. And then, uh, what's his name? Dylan Thomas? Yep. The rookie. Yeah, the 28-year-old rookie? 27-year-old rookie? I want to say 27. 27, yeah, around there. He had a two-RBI hit in the 11th. First hit. Yeah. And earlier in that same game, or was it the night before? Same game, because that was his first game, I thought. Had that fantastic catch in right center. I'm pretty sure it was the same game, because I seemed to be like, what a great catch, and you're like, who, Dylan Thomas? He's like, no, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. not him. The one they just, that's Robin Home Ride. Come on, son. Yeah, because like I wasn't <laughs> home or something, so I wasn't watching. Yeah, but I'd seen the Thomas thing, and I was like, oh, it's Alex. Like he sends things super late all the time. I'm, I'm always bad. Yeah. <laughs> Except for that one, because I was actually watching the game. Nice. And Fraley is now hitting 245. With a 464 on base, 531 slugging, four homers and four steals. 
And he's tied for third already with 19 walks. <laughs> you said it sort of by that. <laughs> I was like, huh, look at that. James, 66, 67, 18, 57, 64. <laughs> so you said, yeah, so 65 games and he's at what, 20? 18. Okay. So you can pretty much multiply his number by like three and a half. So if he had played the full season, he would have 70 walks. I mean, I would conservative double it. I'd give him 40, which is basically doubling the highest guy. That's still a lot. So, And he actually has the second highest walk rate in all of baseball at 27.5%. He's got the eye of the tiger. Right? But the guy that he's trailing is just having an insane season. Yasmani Grandal. An odd season. Yeah. 20 hits, 10 home runs, 51 walks, I think is what it was. He's the Joey Gallo. Yeah, but like... Jake Fraley combined? On, on crack. <laughs> home run? I don't know. He has, has 10 has. home runs, 2 doubles, and 8 singles, and 50-some walks. Like he's, his, he's, on ba- or his batting average is in the 150s, and his on-base is in the 380s, 390s. The difference between his batting average and his on-base for a full-season player is higher than the average player's batting average. This is just odd. I don't think I can keep that going. But can Fraley keep it going? Can Fraley keep it going where he's walking like nearly a time a game? Because that is a lot. I actually don't know what he's done in the minors. Uh, not, uh, he's had decent walk rates. Nothing like this. No, I wouldn't. But I think one of his things was he did have a good eye at the plate. But I don't think he's going to keep going like that. But if he can have uh, like a 15 to 20% walk rate, that's really good. Because that's still, if you're walking every other game and you're finishing the season with 80-some walks, that's really good. I mean, he went down the minors this year and had five walks. In? In his rebound. Uh, seven games. Okay. That's a lot. See, 2019 minor league, 99 games, only at 34. Yeah, so not a ton. 18, 26, and 66. But does Fraley become a dark horse guy you really want in fantasy baseball? I mean, I want him on the team in real life because he's getting homer steals and he's getting on base. But could he be a 2020 guy? I guess that's the point I'm getting at. Well, in 20 games, he has four home runs and four steals. Well, his high in the minors is 33. Steals? Yeah. That's a lot. He's a fast guy. That was his, well, that was his rookie short A season. What, so he had 250 plate appearances? 206. Okay, so every time he got on, he stole a base. Pretty much. Next year, I think he had some injury problems because he only had 30 games, four stolen bases. We'll throw that one out because it looks like it's injury prone. Yeah. Been only 30. 2018, he actually hit 347. Oh, wow. Four homers and 11 stolen bases. Caught eight times. I think he probably could be a 2020 guy. I mean, his 2019. We'll go 2019. This is a good one. 22. Okay. 19 homers. Oh, wow. He could be. He's fast. Hitting 300. About. I don't know. If Fraley can be... Well, that's the other thing. Is he going to be a 2020 guy, or is there room for him to get enough at-bats to be a 2020 guy? Um... Because the hope next year is that Lewis and Kelnick are taking up two of the spots, right? That's full-time guys. That's a hope, but... But, but you never know with injuries and all that. You still have Trammell. You got Trammell. What are you doing with Hanniger? Then you have Fraley. That's five. 
you can have your outfielder like rotating outfielders through that DH spot. I already have too many infielders. That's the thing. They don't have too many. They have a lot of guys like, oh, he could be good. Which was the point of this season. Yeah. To whittle them down. But oh, so many injuries is making it really hard to see. But at, at the same time, it's could you argue that it's not horrible in the point that, yeah, these guys are getting hurt. But then the guys who are there, okay, you're going to get 14 out of 15 games you're playing in them. So we're going to see how you do getting 60 at-bats over these next two weeks. Like a little bit of the throwing him to the fire early. I know it's not great, but yeah. you're seeing how they're – and especially some of them, like Fraley, he isn't his – he's 26, 27, right? Older guy, you can put him in there. Like you need to know if he can do it. It's different with Kelnick, 22, 21. Tramel, 23. The younger guys, you don't want them playing that much. He's only 26. Just okay. turned 26. Okay. Still, he should be able to play nearly a full role. He's old enough. But he's had the experience in the minors and stuff to, okay, you know what the grind is like. I think he's kind of showing it recently. Yeah. That he, after coming back from the injury. Yeah, that bad hammy injury. Right? Yeah, I think he had the hammy. How oh, bad it was, but yeah. Well, he missed six weeks. Was, yeah, okay. It was quite a bit, yeah. But since he's been back, he's been good. Yeah. He's got a glorious beard. Yes, he does. I wish I could have a beard like that. You know who else is doing good in their third time backup? A boy, Donovan Walton. Yeah. Um, struggling a little bit if you look at the overall batting average. I think he was uh, 208, something like that. 20 something. But his last 10 games, he's 8 for 32. So he's hitting 250 over his last 10 games. So rough start when he got called up. Yeah. He's been doing good since then. I think with rookies, you really got to cut it off. Yeah. And he's had two home runs. Finally got off the shine, and then he got another one. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of nice to have in that he can play a couple of infield spots. So he can be in that, like, uh, the Willie Bloomquisty type mold. It's like, hey, Seeger needs a day at DH. Go play third. It's a great position to yeah. be in. Moore's hurt, and France is playing DH, so you're playing second today. Well, that was more last Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. We're just, you kind of need to know how to play a couple of spots because you're good enough to be on the team. But not good enough to hold a single position yet. Yeah. You want the guy who can play three spots in the infield and that he can play 100, 110 games, and he's going to hit 240 and go 10 and 10 or something. It's like, okay, it's not great, but you need that guy. And he can develop into a good player. Yeah. That's the Dodgers. Right. They literally took one from the Mariners to do that. Chris Taylor? Yep, yeah. Chris Taylor. So I think I really only got one more thing I want to talk about, and it's Kikuchi. I was really worried when he took that ball off his knee in his last start. A little bit, yeah, just because the mirrors. Yeah, that. And that Alex, or we had jinxed another guy. We didn't even talk about him. <laughs> On purpose, we said we weren't going to talk about the specific individual. I don't think it's us. I think it's just the mirrors in general. Yeah, it could be. But anytime a guy gets hit hard enough to have to exit the game as a pitcher, you worry about some kind of like long-term injury or even short-term injury, some kind of injury. Yeah, but I, I'm starting to lean towards mayors are very cautious and they're pulling people Yeah, regardless. Yeah. Because they, they're not letting people in anymore. Like, no. They show feel- a little bit of, oh, my arm hurts. IL. IL. Don't yeah. care. I'm still not used to calling it the IL. No, I say DL all yeah. the time. Yeah. 
I understand why they changed it, but whatever. Okay, injured list. It's 10 days now instead of 15. It's more logical. Injured list. Yeah. Yes, I understand. Yeah. You should have done it the first time. Right. Yeah. But Kikuchi comes back uh, for the Saturday game. Seven innings. One run, I think is what it was. I think so. Yeah, seven innings, one run. Dominates again. His ERA over his last eight starts, 2.7. What was that? 2.7. Oh, like really, really good. <laughs> so we've argued about this before. Or no, we haven't argued about it. We've brought it up before where you have an ace and you have a number one starter. They're not the same thing, right? No. Not every team has an ace, but every team can have a number one because... Everyone team has have a number one. But well, no. not even every team can have a number one, but the top 30 pitchers in baseball should be considered number one starters, right? Yeah, every team has a number one. Yeah. Well, no, no, I even mean like, say the Dodgers. The Dodgers could have three of the top 30 pitchers in baseball in their starting rotation, so they have three number ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where another team could not have a top 60 pitcher, so you don't have a number one or number it's two. Yes, they're number one. Yeah. Well, Kikuchi, over the last eight starts, has been a top 20, 25 guy, I think, in ERA for starting pitchers. So he's pitching like a mid-tier number one starter. Kind of nice to have from the guy you expected to be your three or four this season. Depends who you ask him. I think I said number two. You had him over Marco or Paxton? Um... Maybe three, yeah. Yeah. We did bring up that guy who said he was the Dark Horse Cy Young. I thought he could be good. Marco, well, that doesn't help, or it helps that both your number one and two are yeah. been injured most of the year. Yeah. And are done for the year. Well, Marco's back. Paxton's out. He's done for yeah. the year. Yeah, Paxton's out. Yeah. You mean our future closer? <laughs> <laughs> Get me started. Oh. Yeah. And you can tell by looking at Kikuchi's numbers. Yeah, he's got a 3.67 because he had a couple bad starts early. Yeah. Problem is his home runs. Because his whip is a 105. Which is incredible. Batting average against is 201. He makes hitters look worse than the Mariners' offense. Like, he is good. He just needs to stop. But, like, oh, I'm bad, I'm bad. Oh, home run. So strike up, strike up, strike up. Yeah. So cool thing. I had somebody from a Japanese sports newspaper reach out and want to talk about Kikuchi. And what you just said about the home runs thing is what I told them. Kikuchi can go seven. He's gonna have six incredible innings. But somewhere in there, that one inning, he's gonna give up a two run homer. And maybe another double and single or something. Like he's going to give up two or three innings or two or three runs in an inning once a game. Yeah. That's kind of what it seems like. Like a walk. Okay, that's not too bad. A little hit here. Homer. Oh, and he yeah. gets angry. Yeah, and then he strikes out four of the next five. It's like, why don't you just keep doing that? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Like he has great stuff yeah. that we've been seeing for. A couple of years now. Not the first year. The first year he was kind of... Nervous? Uh, nervous, yeah. He didn't quite have the velocity. His velocity was down. and but Kind of a yeah. big deal switching countries, between the leagues. Yeah. I know he was working with uh, Driveline, like the nationwide baseball place, and they helped him get the, the miles per pitch up or whatever you want to call it, his velo up. He's our, well, he was touching 98 the other game. Yeah, he, he was throwing Mike Paxson. Yeah. that's If you could have had both of them oh, throwing man. upper 90s like that. How cool would it have been to have, like, say, Pac, for this, Paxton throws as your number one. So he's trying to touch 100. Yeah. And then you bring in Marco, who's like 85, <laughs> 87. Ooh, buddy, 89. 89 with that fastball. 77. Three times. Yeah. And then Kikuchi, who's 98, 96, 98. So that's a, that's 
Yeah. That would have been filthy. But... It gives you a little bit of like <laughs> something to hope for with the team. Well, what's that old saying? Mike Tyson saying? Everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. Oh, yeah. I thought it was the, I'm going to eat your children and your children's children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a great plan. Oh, wait. Out for the year. Injured. Uh, I'm the last one standing. <laughs> that's why they say games aren't played on paper. This paper. It's like, oh, yeah. Can be set on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's always fun to see how long it takes you to make me just go speechless and not know what to say next but At least that, I do it when we're uh, on topic and not yeah, just random that's true. nonsense but you know what I think it's about the end so I need to see how you did with the trivia question I haven't finished so Seeger hit his 295th double in the Sunday game against Cleveland tying him for third all time on the team in doubles can you name the top 10 doubles in Mariners history? Like the guys who have hit the 10 most. There we go. No. <laughs> Do you just want to start naming names and I'll tell you if you're right? Okay. Edgar Ichiro. Yeah. Edgar is first. Ichiro is the guy that he is tied with. So tied for third, fourth? Yeah. And I got Griffey. Yep. Griffey is second. Okay. A-Rod? A-Rod is 10th. I guess he had a long career. Yep. Uh, Buner? Buner is 5th. So you need 6, 7, 8, 9. You, you, you know all the players. Oh, I do. Thing. I'm sure I do. It's yeah. just really hard to, to decide who was... Would you like a hint? Sure. Two newer guys, two older guys. Newer? Uh, two after 1995, two before 1995. Mm. One guy's name is fun to say if you make it really, really long. I'm too tired. Raul! Uh, Raul Obanez uh, is sixth. Yeah. yeah. The other guy played the same position as you. Danny. Yep, Dan Wilson. Danny boy. Dan Wilson is eighth. So the two are older guys. Big names, though. Older guys. Yeah. One of them is an analyst on MLB Network. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you are tired, aren't you? I am tired because I know what you're talking about. Harold Reynolds has 200 exactly. Yeah. And seventh is the toughest one, but who's the old Mariner that we usually know? One rookie of the year in 83 or whatever it was. Mr. Mariner? Alvin Davis? Alvin Davis, yeah. Yeah. I am tired. Okay. Edgar with 514, Griffith with 341, Seeger and Ichiro with 295. Buner 231, and it's crazy how close it gets right here. Abanias 216, Alvin Davis 212, Dan Wilson 207, Harold Reynolds 200, A-Rod 194. Just the Edgar at 514. That's so many. Definitely Edgar. He's literally known for being like Mr. Double. Yeah. It's like, well, what's Edgar going to do? Well, he's going to hit a double with two guys on, and they're going to score, and he's going to be standing on second. I was like, if he had a little more speed, he'd be like, Mr. Triple. <laughs> a little more speed. <laughs> That's like saying if Bartolo was a little thinner, he'd look like Tristan McKenzie. That's not quite... Well, just imagine how many more doubles he would have had if he was a little oh, faster. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, because there was a thing where it's like, oh, that's an Edgar single, where you hit it over the outfielder's head off the wall, and he would just jog to first and stop. Like, ah, I'm not doing that. It's like, oh, man, a little more speed. Yeah, that, that should have been an easy one, but yeah, that's right. Well, hopefully it was easy for the people listening. But, and hopefully with trivia, we're trying to work on having a real trivia night somewhere. Teaser? 
Teaser? I can see the look on Alex's face. He's like, So we can have a real trivia night somewhere, have some kind of Mariner's Mojo-y prize. I think we got a box of something somewhere. Ooh. What's in the box? What's in the box? Name that movie. It's Brad Pitt. Yep, it is. Seven. Seven, yeah. Yeah. I know know the scene. I can set the scene for you. Let me set the scene. Out in the desert. Telephone lines. Yeah. Yeah. FedEx truck shows up. (laughs) Oh, all right. There it is. Podcast is over. Uh, Mariner's Mojo. Follow us on Anchor, Twitter, Apple, Spotify. I don't know, anywhere. Just type in Mariner's Mojo Podcast. Something, something. Yeah. Type in Mariner's Mojo Podcast. It'll pop up. If you want to support us, head on over to Anchor. Uh, there's a couple tiers on there. If you want to send some money our way because you like us, you know, who doesn't like us? And I have a back pain and we need more scotch. Scotch, scotch, scotch. Down into my belly. Yum, yum, yum.